The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. This week's episode is dedicated to self-determination. The topic of this episode is expressing your highest self through the art of beauty with Joyce Benelli. Hi, Hi, Joyce. How are you? (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Well, thank you for being here. It is an equal honor. So let me tell folks a little bit about yourself. The English playwright and short story writer W. Somerset Maugham stated, quote, every production of an artist should be the expression of an adventure of her soul, end quote. My guest today epitomizes the expression of adventure in her artistry, pushing the envelope of innovation and beauty and creating some of the most iconic and legendary looks in modern times. World-renowned celebrity makeup artist Joyce Benelli is indeed a legend in her own time. Her body of work is expansive and versatile, thus lending her the credibility of being one of the most trusted makeup artists around the globe. Her client list is as long as a Hollywood red carpet and includes notables such as Jessica Alba, Salma Hayek, The Kardashians, Kendall and Kylie, Kris Jenner, um, Nicki Minaj, Lily Aldridge, Joan Smalls, Mariah Carey, Eva Longoria, Jessica Simpson, Haley Baldwin, Emma Roberts. I will not continue. You get the point. But wait, there's more. On top of picking palettes and harmonizing colors, Joyce adds some other notable accomplished accomplishments to her bio, those of wife, mother of four, and entrepreneur. She joins me today via StreamYard to discuss beauty transformations, illusions, and real life lessons. Welcome, Joyce. Congratulations on all of your success. And thank you for becoming a member of this beautiful Forever Fab community. Hi. Thank you. Wow, what introduction. My God, thank you. <laughs> I think I seem to specialize in introductions because I like to do my research and then just gather it all up and just put it into my own words that really make me feel even more excited about my guests. So I, I try to embody that energy and I hope I delivered and did you service <laughs> and justice. Never have I ever had such an introduction. It's amazing. Thank you for I'll, having me. Great. I'll, I'll email it to you and your people. You have it. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's dive in. So, Joyce, what inspired you to become a makeup artist? So, what inspired me to become a makeup artist? Um, I actually, you know, 
not everybody knows this about me, but I did start out in the industry doing like special effects and animatronics. And I just was so inspired by the transformation of characters behind film. And at this point, I hate to age myself, but um, that craft is, you know, you know, CGI and all these other things that can create all those things. But I was really um, started at such an early age in the industry um, where we actually were making like sculptures and then running foam and like on making the creatures and everything. And I was really obsessed with that. Yeah. And then I realized um, through some really weird encounters with directors and people um, that I really took a break from that because it was really kind of a man's world, but in a different, like something I can't really, you know, get so into it. It's like a whole other, it's like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> As an artist, um, I kind of, I got really wounded by, um, for instance, like a director saying, thank you so much for looking so hot for all the guys. And I mean, I was like 18 years old and yes. I was crushed. And so I took like a little hiatus. I still lived at home with my dad and he's like, you're going to figure this out. You know, um, he had suggested to like wear zero makeup, wear a beanie covering my hair that was like down to my butt. Like, um, at the time just looked like a mermaid, you know, I was half the size I am. So he's like, wear my t-shirts, wear your brother's cargo pants, <laughs> like rips, you know, and then I would wear a beanie and, um, you know, I had like that second of like coming back into, um, the industry and kind of in a different way, I guess I wanted to be taken more seriously anyways. So from there, um, I started, I, I think it was my first job with Pamela Anderson um, on the Playboy set uh, or studio and she was shooting calendar. And so I was introduced to the transformation of, you know, the makeup that isn't just like powdering and chopstick on a movie set. It's the transformation in beauty. And I was mm -hmm. so fascinated by it. And I was like, you know what, this is where I'm just going to dive in. And um, so that was the beginning of all of that, like the contouring I got obsessed with and making skin glow a certain way. And I learned so much from um, Hef and his whole team at um, Playboy Studio West. And because um, you know what, it, it's like every little detail, you know, they'd be like, oh, the hair has to be a little like shush, like this, like this. Like every little detail and from the lighting to you know we could never use black eyeliner it was only brown or navy which makes the eye pop it was like ways to figure out how to make the face and the eyes pop without like there's regulations of everything like not a strip lash just like individuals you know just little tricks that I learned and um have like applied to uh 21 years of my career so that is an incredible story. And thank you so much for sharing your your vulnerability at the time about how you were treated and how you were sort of typecast in a way. And um, I'm glad that you came, not only got over that, but you grew stronger from that. And you obviously are resilient to have dealt with that and then come back even stronger and more fabulous. So kudos to you. Thank you. I know it sounds weird, but, you know, I just, I found my way, you know, in that by um, kind of looking as crazy as possible. Like now 
there, I'm like, be like as hot as possible. So it's totally different. I'm like, why doesn't anyone uh, approach me like that now that I'm like 40, you know? It's just yeah. funny. Um, you know, I had pink hair, like fuchsia, cotton candy, pink hair. I just looked wild, like leopard on leopard on leopard. And um, it just worked for me. And even so funny that I went in to get um, a check and the accounting on this film, they go, oh, casting's next door. I just didn't even think <laughs> normal. Like, but I had been doing my whole, like, you know, I looked like a boy, you know, as much as possible at that time. So until I spoke, I go, oh, no, I'm here to pick up a check. And she goes, ah, I did not even recognize you. And like, that's so crazy. <laughs> that is actually really kind of cool. I mean, hey, the fact that someone can go from one look to another really speaks to a kind of artistry, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, that's really what I do on a daily basis. It's like, that's what I love about what I do for um, specifically like even musicians, how, you know, they're today I want to look like this or I want to be like that character. Or I just, I love, I love that. So it worked for oh. myself. That's awesome. Now, sort of learning your way through all of these industries. You mentioned working, you know, with Hef and his team. Did you have any mentors or, or who exactly, whom did you look up to while working to establish your own name? So there was um, a friend of mine, her name is Sarah Crana, and she actually worked at Playboy Studio West um, before I did. And, um, She's the sister of, like, my boyfriend at the time. Um, and she's an amazing artist. And she would show me, like, a lot of tricks and little things. And um, she just did, like, a beautiful makeup. And she was really, like, my inspiration of, um, you know, I just loved her style of makeup. Mm -hmm. um, she just taught me a lot of stuff and showed me a lot of stuff where, especially back then, uh, you know, people didn't want to share their secrets, you know. So... It was an interesting time, but I never assisted anyone, uh, which is interesting because, um, you know, you just figure it out as you go. So I would say, like, she was the person that really, like, shared different, like, little things with me. Um, but I just really just grew up on the set and figured it out. And um, I would even, to be honest with you, I was the kind of person that was like, okay, I want to do makeup every single day, but right now I'm just starting out. And back then, this is like before dot com. Can you imagine? Yeah. Did you ever know about the Debbie book? You could like put articles, little advertisement, like I'm looking for work, I'm a makeup artist, or or vice versa, like a production looking for someone, right? So because I dress so wild, people would say, Oh, you're a stylist, right? I'm like, absolutely. And then I would just go figure it out. And then um, I did the same with hair. And then, so that way I was working every single day at whatever I could get, you know, at the time. Yeah. And then came at, a, at a certain point in my career called the triple threat. So I'd be hired to do hair, makeup, and styling. Like I got wow. to go major job um, with the Travel Channel. And, you know, they had offered me a certain amount that I just, I wouldn't be able to go and do that. So I said, hey, how about you get me an assistant um, to schlep all of these crazy <laughs> the world and effect <laughs> of it and I'll do the hair and the makeup the blowouts the night before the tanning the everything and then that way I'll make more money and you'll save money like it just I was just a hustler 100 percent 
Good for you. That's awesome. I love a good hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what would you say um, was the biggest obstacle you had to overcome to achieve success on your terms? Um, you know what? I feel like it was really just more about the fact that after being the triple threat or whatever, like that was great. But what I really wanted to do was makeup every day. So then I changed, um, you know, my headspace, my mantras, things. I'm really big on that to, I'm going to be doing makeup every day. I do makeup every day, you know, and then all of a sudden it just like slowly, I would weed out things. And Mm -hmm. uh, I also was so lucky to, um, my whole career, because we were like, well, who's the first celebrity you worked with or who, how did your career start or jump off or whatever? And it's like, I really chose, I knew for some reason at a young age, like as long as I was happy and I'm the one that chose where I was going or a certain job that I would be happy. So even if it failed, like, Oh, this show isn't going to work. Like I was my first reality show that I worked on was, um, the girls next door. Yeah. Um, you know, right off of like the set of Playboy, of course. Right. <laughs> and was like, we're in a writer's strike. What are you doing? Oh my God, you're making us look bad. And <laughs> this whole thing. And I'm like, and then they said, reality TV is not going to go anywhere. And I just, I was like, well, the union doesn't want me and yeah. that side of it, you know? And um, then I was like, okay, well, I love this. I love what I'm doing. I'm having fun. And I just ran with it. And then it's like, you know, my life took off from there. Like I did a travel channel show um, just after the girls next door. And I had already met Chris and Kim on a photo shoot a year before doing the travel channel show. But then I want, really wanted to experience that. And then I went on to doing the second season, season of the second season of uh, Keeping Up and worked on that for 10 years and a lot of stuff around and in between and um, a lot of their spinoff shows and just had so much fun. So I don't know, like, really, there wasn't as much of, like, a struggle. I guess, like, when I was explaining, like, how I would – I'll do anything. So, like, if you want yeah. your hair up – your tan, your outfit, that was more, it wasn't really like so much a struggle as just being willing to do whatever I could within the industry that I was interested in, you know? So not, so you described it as a hustle, but that was really your passion. You were manifesting your passion and you were open to doing whatever it took because you had decided you had made your own determinations, you were self-determined, you were self-motivated, and it was on your terms. So that's super cool. That really is. And I, and I like that, the way that you tell that story. I mean, some people would say, oh my God, it was an obstacle because I had to do all these things that I really wasn't into. I was really just all about the makeup. But you actually converted that. And rather than seeing it as an obstacle, you made a decision to see it as opportunities to do more things, to acquire more skills, to be the quadruple, triple, freaking fantabulous, ultra 500 threat. (laughs) And I just, I always had that outlook of like, um, like I'm always going to be learning something. Like if you, if you don't, if you are put somewhere that you really don't want to be, but you have that negativity just throughout your day and you're like, oh, I just don't want to be here. I've just always been like, 
oh, who's around here that I can learn something from? Or like, I just, you know, I just have that innate positivity in my, in me. I don't know. And um, like, for instance, like I first saw the movie, The Secret um, back in the day when it came out and I was like dying laughing. I'm like, this is my dad. (laughs) I just was raised with that, you know? Yeah. it makes you resilient. It makes you choose. You know, I try to explain to my kids, like, you choose to be happy. So, like, yes. let's find Like, are we going to sit and scream and fight over who gets the iPad or this or that? And, like, like, let's just choose to be happy. Let's find the solution here so we can spend more time having more fun. And then it's, like, in with adults, it's, like, hard for me to even have conversations with people that just – choose to only see the negative and stuff like so I don't know I feel like every single one of us is going through something that no one knows or um and you hide that for whatever reason or you know it's just like everyone needs a hug everyone is going through something at some capacity and um like I don't care you know how much money you have or you don't or whatever it's like more it's deeper than that in my opinion and I feel like um, I just resonate with people that are on that frequency of like, let's make it happen. Let's stay positive. Let's keep it moving. No matter what comes my way. Um, it actually like really infuriates people. I found yes. <laughs> like, no matter what you throw at me, I'm still going to be me happy. You know, I just, it's just, I don't know if it's like the defense mechanism I built like as a young child, but it's just not going and I I just it's one aspect I really do appreciate about myself that Good. I'm able to do patients and um even like I was telling my eight-year-old I was like you know I have never been a morning person by choice mm-hmm. like I wouldn't say like oh you know I would you know go crawling out of bed and I'm like being dramatic and showing I I can't wait to get up at four in the morning. This is so great. I can't, you know, like crawling out of bed and this whole thing. And um, I just love everybody that I'm working with, you know. And <laughs> I was like, not everybody wants to go to school, but we have to tell ourselves and, you know, continue to stay on that path. And I don't know, it works for me. And um, I think like in the workspace, people appreciate that as well because yes. no one wants to be around someone that's just like miserable. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> I agree. Well, that I think that's brilliant. I, I really do. And um, boy, I wish I had a, a dose of Joyce Benelli <laughs> during the time when I was doing my residency. Because let me tell you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, you know, obviously, many people describe the application of makeup as an art. Now, for you, when when do you feel as if you're going into that flow state, into that artist zone? Is it as soon as, you know, your client sits down in front of you that your mind just starts going or is it a conversation with the client or when for you does the process actually become artistic? So um, I've had a lot of clients like kind of like make fun of me in a way of like how (laughs) I do makeup. It's like I'm dancing around. Like it's like a, it's a painting. (laughs) That's awesome. And so I think like for me, it's, I 
make a blank canvas. So I, I start with the skin. Like some people, they do the eyebrows or like there's a, like they, I've seen like where people are teaching how they do makeup and it's um, like so structured for yeah. me. Structured. I'm like, Ooh, she had too many drinks last night. And I'm like, <laughs> or, you know, I'm like divert the, the, the things or, you know, breakout, blemish or something. So I kind of just like make a blank canvas. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, whatever I, I find like the, I can find beauty in everyone. Right. And that's like, of like, okay, so for instance, like Los Angeles, um, in the beginning of my career, models were not like New York models, let's just say. So like your job is a little, it's a little harder. You're not just putting a little chapstick that's shiny on someone. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say this because I'm like one of those girls that needs a lot of like a Christmas tree over here. <laughs> you and me both. I mean, when I get my makeup done, not that often, but um, I, it's just like, okay, you're going to need a couple of hours to work with this right here. So. <laughs> no, not at all. I, but I, like, I need my lashes and this and that. But um, so I learned to, you know, bring out, you know, whether it's like, oh, the eyes or a certain like jawline or whatever. And I get kind of obsessed with that. But for me, the magic is when someone looks in the mirror and you can tell if they are mm-hmm. like, and um, that's when I'm like, okay, this is great because I'm only halfway done. And wow. like, it's going to be a great day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> if I can, yeah. sister, if I can make you look good. It's going to be a bloody good day. <laughs> yeah, I do. I just love to give women that confidence. Yeah. And, you know, you wouldn't even think this, but I've worked with a lot of um, successful women, like go, hitting a stage and they just have stage fright. And you're like, that person does, you know, like they're on stage every night. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah it's a process getting them on the stage every night, you know, and I love to be a part of that, the team. I love to give, be a part of that confidence that that person can go and be like that certain character they're playing for the set that they're doing, you know? That's fantastic to be a part of someone's livelihood and some part of someone's legacy and their life that way. That's fantastic. Now you have worked with lots of different people all over the world. Would you mentioned earlier how or back in the day, LA models were not quite, you know, the same or didn't have the same aesthetic as New York models. Now, when you've worked across so many different cultures, um, have you personally observed cultural differences regarding makeup? Um, for example, I, you know, I've traveled to the Middle East and I noticed that maybe there's more of a, a focus or a concentration on the eyes. But um what do most of your clients consistently ask for, no matter what part of the world they're in, if you have noticed cultural differences? Yeah, the cultural differences definitely, um, you know, like the Middle East, because I believe they have to wear, um, you know, basically the only thing that shows is their eyes, right? Yeah. And with their covering, their be- I mean, they're beautiful. Um, Oh my gosh, what am I lost for words of what it's called? I don't want to say this. <laughs> um, so they get really obsessed with the, the hijab. Language. Is that what you're thinking? What is it? 
hijab, the face yeah. covering, the hair and face covering. I think that's it's, what it's called. Yeah, there's something else. Maybe like the dress. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, like they get really obsessed with their eyeliner. And like I've seen some of the most beautiful eyeliner. It's like just such an art form, like that they get into the liquid liner and, you know, she's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but around the world, like different jobs um, that have taken me everywhere. I don't know what it is, but everyone knows Kim K. So <laughs> I've been to the Kim K and I'm like, well, you know, what does that mean? But I think like people just really want to experience that they haven't before just the full on glamour, contouring the last, you know, just really high glamour. So, I mean, I've been in Africa and you're like, what? The Kim But um, yeah, like I would say like the Middle East was more like the place I saw, like it's really all about the eyes and really about like this eyeliner, liquid eyeliner stuff that, um, will last through the heat and the humidity and the sweat, you know, like, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much like the main thing that people always that's have. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. And I imagine that working with so many different women across the globe, um, and with you working as their makeup artist, I mean, sometimes, you know, you develop these friendships or these relationships with some of your clients, I'm sure. And it, it becomes, you know, like an intimate privilege. Um, were there any, uh, what can I say, pearls of wisdom or insight that you've learned about people or about human nature in general while you were working with various clients throughout the years? Yes, of course. And um, one of my ultimate all-time favorites um, that I had the pleasure of working with um, most mornings for almost a decade was Kris Jenner. And, um, oh, she's just all day long wisdom. And but she She's cares. a badass, isn't she? Yes. And, yeah. um, you know, the way she carries herself, the, she de- she's very, as I would say, old school with a lot of... Um, the way she operates and treats people and remembers every single person's name. And wow, she's just 100% class um, and just such inspiration. And to me, I was like, wow, um, early on, you know, with filming and stuff, um, it was really the show is more so about the three older girls and, um, I was like, who is this creature? You know, and actually, encounter with Christian was on the photo shoot that I mentioned uh, with Kim. And, you know, she was right by my side going, okay, and then we're going to need a little bit more, you know, the lip liner and then a lipstick and then a lip gloss. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just still on the lip liner. Like, she's just micro. And um, she's just so funny and fabulous in herself. Like, I saw that to me, like, before maybe like the whole world really knew because we're like in that second season and I don't even know any, I, I guess actually I can't really say that. I didn't see the show as much, but um, I guess like just like with people talking about all of them, this obsession that I had with her, I see like a lot of people have had like, you know, they're like, Oh, what about the mom? I'm like, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. So, um, 
I think one of my uh, biggest blessings and just to see how she operated because I would do her so early in the morning and things are really mm-hmm. popping in New York already and she's already doing rolling like business deals and um, the way she would um, handle just business. I learned a lot um, that helped me with various um, different avenues of my career. Um, and then, uh, oh my God, meeting Oprah. She was just, I was an Oprah. And just getting to like say hi to her. I did uh, different clients for a few of her segments. So just to be around her a few times, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I've had like a lot of fun encounters. and uh, But I would say like Chris Jenner was the main person I got wisdom things little sayings that I still think in my head and yeah like give an example of what one little thing that you often repeat to yourself that you learned from Chris Jenner um one thing like you know that is so true is that you know you have to treat everyone the same like you're going to meet the same people on the way up as you do on the way down and you you know just be authentic yeah. and respectful and punctual. That woman, if you are 32 seconds late, it's like <laughs> And I appreciate that in anyone. And that's really why I was um, obsessed with working with that family for so long is that they respect everyone around them, their time. Um, and they're not only punctual, they're early. And it was fun for me to see transition of respect that they definitely earned and demanded because they were willing and they would show up. And in this industry, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, half of it is showing up and yeah. we would that and like the glam squads, you know, setting up and they're like, so like, what time do you think they're going to roll in? Like, uh, noon or, and we're like, uh, like they're here. And they're like, what? We've, we've got to call the crew. We thought they would be like hours late. And it's like, what? And I guess, you know, with a lot of celebrities, that happens. Um, but a lot of directors and producers were like, wow, this is like an A team. Like, wow, we just didn't even know what to expect. And that was like nine, eight years ago, like, you know, really long time ago. Um, and just to see like their whole, like they put so much passion into everything that they do. Um and so, yeah, like just punctuality and showing up and day in and day out, you know? Yes. Well, when Chris Jenner does my podcast, I will show up half an hour early. Yeah, she'll already be there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, the foundation for your work, and I completely agree, is healthy skin. And, and your work is flawless. And because you probably pay attention to the skin first. It's your foundation. Now, I know you have a skincare line, and I wanted to know what motivated you to create a skincare line and not a makeup line, right? And why skin for you is like the first thing you address. So as you just stated, like skin is so important and the canvas in which we start with before makeup. And so I just always knew in my business plan that I was going to start with skin and um, that I wanted to have, um, you know, my 
go-to serum that, which here it is, right? We see it. I'm like, I have this little box that <laughs> I'm always in here. Where is it? Yes. Um, Hello. Mm -hmm. The gods is what I named it just because it literally is for the gods. Thing. And goddesses, yes. It is perfect hydration for under makeup because I'm not really the biggest fan about um, using a primer as they clog your pores, a lot of them. And um, I've worked with a lot of people's, you know, dermatologists and whatnot um, for troubled skin. And they're just always like, please, no primer, no whatever. So um, we formulated this just so perfectly for you can't use it at morning for morning and night um at night i just lather it everywhere and of course for under makeup i just use like a couple drops and hydrate my skin and the makeup just goes up and whether you're using a tinted moisturizer on top or if it's like a silk foundation or a cream foundation or cake you know just whatever it is it's perfect and um i've had you know primers that make it sloughs off your in a little bit and so yeah. you know, or it just coagulates I just not a fan of primers so this is the perfect um hydration and primer for all the foundations in my and the texture is incredible I mean you put it on and it feels like moist and dewy and hydrating and then it's gone I mean it there's like no residue but somehow your skin is silk I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really so obsessed with it. It's um, fantastic. Other products? Because I was like, wait, this is so like a must-have too with makeup. So you didn't get to try it yet, but... Um, no, but I have it. Yes, this is the facelift. And I just wanted to do this packaging for so long because it's so my personality. <laughs> I mean, hello, as a plastic surgeon, I am feeling this packaging. <laughs> It has like a little cap comes off. Um, and you just twist it. Okay, this I call it a facelift because it really does smooth fine lines and wrinkles like instantly. And um, it also has like a blurring effect. Perfect. I have a filter. I don't know about anyone else. And I wish that like I could have a walking filter situation. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> a filter. So this actually is so beyond because it kind of does that. So um, I have a friend. He's so fabulous. Chris Dillon. He does hair. I don't know if you know him. Um, and he puts it all over his face. And he's like, girl, I look like a wax figure. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you can get wild with like the application of it. But if you just put a little bit like in here and like, yes. like it kind of mattifies because it's doing that blurring. Which is really nice. And like I said, the packaging is super fun. I'm obsessed. Yes. Packaging is awesome. A lot of my clients are like, oh my God, what's in this? It's so <laughs> I'm gonna walk into the operating room, you know, like next week and be like, filter. <laughs> oh my god. And then we have Comfrey Flawless, which is a setting spray that has SPF 15 in it. That's um, really smart. Yeah, because, you know, I'm into forcing SPF on everyone. Yeah. Um, so it has 
such a refreshing smell, by the way. It's just nothing is overpowering with the scent. Nothing. The entire line. Yeah, no. Um, because I'm so opinionated about scents myself, so I would assume like other people too. So it's just more refreshing than anything. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Yes. <laughs> smells delicious. As well. And it's just so damn cute, right? Beyond, beyond. Now this bad girl, this sphere, ah. this circle of love, this like <laughs> ballsy ball. Tell me about her. Oh my God. She's everything. <laughs> mask is what we call it. And this is the glitter mask that is so not only gorgeous, it's so hydrating and it makes your, it leaves your skin feeling super hydrated and tight and just, it just gives like a lift itself. And, um, I wanted something that was all, you know, not only functional and actually like penetrates and is so super hydrated, but also fun. Cause like, what yes. I'm tell you, like, what is this crazy looking algae mask I have on? Like, see that. Like, or the coffee ones. It's like, do I really have caffeine all over my face right now? I know exactly. So I was like, we gotta go with glitter. So um, and also it peels off, which is great. And um, yeah, this is everything. You, I'm I super excited. I know. I'll let you. I'll let you know. But first of all, I'm gonna be out of all the products in like three days because I'm just gonna totally overdo everything and just be <laughs> and bathe in everything. Yes, you have to just go. <laughs> Now, I'm really excited to, to start these products and I'm very happy for you because it not only are the formulations very thoughtful because obviously you were engaged and you wanted certain things and you wanted them to be beautiful, but also functional. Um, the packaging is fantastic. I mean, it's sexy. It just, it's, it says so much in, in all the packaging and it, it's, it's really fantastic. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate now you're obviously an entrepreneur. Now we talked about your, your skincare line and you said it was always part of your business plan. What's coming down the line for you as an extraordinary businesswoman that you are? Thank you. We're, um, of course going into doing, uh, makeup that's coming. Um, and so we're actually launching more, um, of the skincare in this next like six months. And so it'll be like lots of launches in addition to the four must-haves. Yes. Um, and like in about a year, there'll be launchings for makeup color. Wow. Congrats. Well, I hope you'll come back on the podcast during your makeup launch. Yes, of course. I would love to. I should come to their makeup. Oh, my gosh. Please, please yeah. come do my makeup. I'll meet you halfway. You're so cute. No, I come to New York all the time. Oh my gosh. Okay. So at the end of this, then we'll exchange info or I'll get it from Taryn, whichever. And then, um, please, I would absolutely be honored. And then I would like, I never tell my patients to do this. I always say, take your makeup off, take your makeup off. But you know, if you, you were to do my makeup, I might have to sleep in it because I got to milk it for as long as I can get it. <laughs> I've actually been told that, um, a few of my clients have, they're like, your makeup lasts for like two days. And I'm like, <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. People do do that. <laughs> <laughs> they do. 
You've been listening to part one of the Forever Fab podcast with my fabulous guest, Joyce Benelli. Stay tuned for part two. You've just listened to part one of Forever Fab podcast. Please stay tuned for part two. Coming up next, 